Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I'm John R. Bray. And I am Heather B. Armstrong. And the school year has started. Which is... <laughs> for your girls, it's they've been in a few days now because they started... They have a full week, right? They do have a full week, although the first day was a half day for Marlo and a full day for Lita. And I, I didn't okay. have childcare... So I spent the entire day in my car. Well, that's fun. Oh, just back and forth. Yes, and Marlo had therapy that night, so which is a forty-five minute drive. And yeah, so dropping them off, and then I had two and a half hours, and then I had to pick Marlo up, and she dawdled. I don't know what she was fucking doing, but like I'm sitting there waiting for her to come out of school, and it took her like thirty goddamn minutes. <laughs> I'm already cussing up a yep. fucking storm. Sorry, E for explicit. Um, and right. then I got her home and then had about 30 minutes before I had to go pick up Lita, which was another hour and a half because I had to take her other friend home. And then I barely made it home in time to pick up, to, to, to take Marlo to, to therapy. So it's already off to a great start. It just smacked me. It just boom. Like, here it is. <laughs> Don't even get your hopes up that it's going to be any better. <laughs> We were kind of ready for that, I feel like, this year. Last year, no. But this year, I think we were ready for the shit to hit the fan before it actually did. Yeah. Which you could say we cursed ourselves, but I don't think that's the case. But I, I went to a concert. I can't believe I did this. I'm too old for this shit. But here's the thing. This is also amazing, is that Lita is now old enough to babysit. So she can watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can leave the house now. I am no longer a prisoner. I am no longer caged. I can leave. Does she like that? She loves it. I mean, she, she's earning money toward getting an iPad. And so I'm keeping track of how many hours she's watching Marlo for me. And I usually don't leave, though, until I put Marlo to bed. Okay. So she's just there in case Marlo needs yeah, something. Except that she actually put Marlo to bed last night. I had to go to back, back to school night. God, this is all over the place. Back to school night for for Lita was last night. And it's a okay. two, two and a half hour thing where I have to go visit seven different teachers and I didn't get home until about 8.30 and I I had expected Marlo to still be awake but she had put Marlo to bed <laughs> and she was like and it went fine well, like said, everything was she good she said that Marlo kept going mom would know what to do mom would know what to sing me oh my god mom would know <laughs> but it worked she was actually she asleep she was actually asleep she was she woke Holy up this shit. morning though she was wearing the clothes she was wearing her clothes <laughs> She didn't put on pajamas. No. Oh, God. We'll work on that. But Lita can stay and watch Marlo, which means that I can leave the house, which is amazing because there's all this great music. All these great bands are coming to Salt Lake in the next few months. And I went to a concert on Tuesday night. Oh, my God. I was up so late. And, and then I had to get up and it was okay. It was just like, okay, we're we're three days in. This is the pace. You know, you get used to not sleeping as much and you get used to like 
having a four hour sleep, four hours of sleep one night, six hours the next, two hours the next, you know. Yep. This oh, yeah. is it. You just get delusional so you don't realize. Yeah. It. Like yesterday or even this morning, like I got, I think I got six hours last night and this morning I was just like, oh, yeah, uh huh. I think I'm so tired that I don't realize how tired I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a dangerous place to be, though. <laughs> when you start getting really sleepy at stoplights. <laughs> That's, yeah, exactly. But your back to school night was two and a half hours. Oh, yeah, and that was just for her. And I really didn't need to go. Lita is a great, phenomenal student. I tweeted the, the, other, the other night, and I kind of changed the wording so that people wouldn't take her to task. But she said, she was so frustrated. She's like, oh, middle school is so full of slow walkers and people who don't know that I need to get to class and I hate all of them. <laughs> oh my God. She's like hardcore. She is hardcore. She, the first day I was like, how did it go? And she's like, I forgot how much I hate middle school. And I said, oh, was it bad? She goes, it's just the boys. Mom, the boys, the boys don't want to learn. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that that is her perspective, though. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. Because sometimes I feel like it's just Lexton who doesn't like today right now is his second day. And he just fucking hates it, like dreads it, did not want to go the first day, had only negative things to say when I picked him up, did not want to go today, dreads it. But he has friends who are girls that love it. They love going and learning and doing the things that they do at school. And it's awesome. <laughs> And sometimes I feel like it's just him. But if Lita's observation is that it's all of the boys. All of the boys. It's kind of encouraging. She said that there was a, a group of four boys in her last period who would not stop talking. And it drove her to the brink, is what she said. It drove me to the brink. The teacher tried to get them to stop talking, but they wouldn't. And she couldn't hear what was being said over the talking. And she was just so angry about it. And I was just... Oh man, I was eating it up. <laughs> I was like, That's hysterical. I'm sorry, but it is. I actually posted, it was on Facebook and a whole bunch of commenters were like, yeah, my kid hates the stupid people. And <laughs> Oh my God. Like, I just want to get away from the stupid ones. And, you know, there, there, there's a specific personality where it's like, I'm here to learn. I'm here to actually get a good grade. So shut up. And that's kind of where I was. I don't know if I was there in middle school, but definitely throughout high school was that, you know, there's a reason I'm here. And it wasn't even that I was like super motivated. It was, I have to be here. Mm -hmm. So I might as well make the most of it and do the best that I can. Otherwise, I'm just going to sit here and be bored for eight hours a day. Exactly. But I think part of that is a maturity thing that you have to, that you have to acknowledge that. I mean, I had a conversation with him in the car this morning that you know, the only thing he can really change is his attitude about the whole situation. <laughs> and I was like, I, I told him word for word. I said, if you have a shitty attitude, you will have a shitty day. <laughs> There's no way around that. Like you can have bad days, but if you just keep it up, it's going to just get worse. This is our expletive episode. <laughs> I it's oh god, you can't sometimes you just can't sugarcoat it anymore. Yeah. I don't know. And his thing isn't so much that he's like anti-learning. He wants to learn. His attitude is I want to learn if you're gonna make it interesting, but if it's just gonna be boring, then I don't want to learn it. And I think there are a lot of teachers who are just really by the book and dry. Yeah. And that's hard for anyone. Well, in middle school, I, I was thinking yesterday as I was, last night as I was sitting there when each of those classes, they're, they're teaching middle school. Like, yeah. do they hate it? Do they hate teaching middle school? Like, oh my God, I have to be around 13-year-old kids all day long. Like, do they hate it? 
I would I hate wonder, it. Like, are there middle school teachers who love teaching middle school? I'm sure there are. Because I love, my 13-year-old is amazing. I mean, she does have her moments, but like, I love this age. I love it. I am still her mother. That is my primary role, but she's my best friend. Like That kid, like, we watch Felicity every night together. You know, she tells me her boy troubles, you know, what she's reading, what she's listening to. She loves my music. She wants to know how my day was. Like, I love this age. This is amazing. I'm still having to say to Marlo, Marlo, you are now eight. Eight-year-olds do not act this way. Stop it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and the two of them are so different, too, that you really have that contrast between not only age, but how Lita was at that age. Right. Uh, Marlo was mellowing out a bit. And and because I remember, we, I think we may have talked about this, like eight and nine and ten were really, really good years because they, they've come out of the tantrum, you know, stomping their feet phase and are coming into this, they really, really still love you and want to be with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's a great age. It's not that I that I don't like it. I just, I don't think I would ever want to teach it. Yeah, exactly. Like all of those 13-year-olds at the same time? <laughs> no. Mine, I'll take mine. Mine is fine. And, and and imagine, I don't know, like I know some some of those kids are not putting on their deodorant every day, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Boys are gross. <laughs> I was talking to my just, friend and she's like, one of my 13-year-olds because she's a stepmom and she's like, one of my 13 year olds doesn't smell. The other one is pungent just by, just by nature. <laughs> and it's like, he, he needs to douse himself in, in a deodorant. Yeah. And does he? Um, he has to be constantly reminded. Cause I guess you're not aware of the smell if you're, sm- if you smell. I, I disagree. I mean, <laughs> I think you just choose to not be aware of it or you assume that no one else can smell. Mm -hmm. I think that's the assumption at that age is that no one can really smell me. I'm not really close enough to anybody. So it doesn't really matter. But you totally can. You totally can. And it's nasty. (laughs) So yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even need to go last night because they're telling me all these like requirements for the class. And I'm like, yeah, Lita knows this already. Like Lita is on top of this. And so <laughs> I'm sure that they were mad at me. I had my phone out and I was texting the whole time. <laughs> oh my God. I was even texting Lita. She has a teacher and I'm not going to get into specifics just in case I don't want to be called into the principal's office again. Um, oh God. She's a teacher who has a very, very, very thick Utah accent. It's so bad. It's so bad. Like rural Utah accent. Just... And I can't, it's one accent that I cannot imitate because it's so specific. She's talking and it was, it was hurting my ears. <laughs> and I texted Lita and I was like, oh my God, I've done this to you. I'm so sorry. She's like, mom, it is an accent. It doesn't go away. It doesn't stop. I have to live with it every single day of my life. <laughs> oh my God. She texted, it is an accent. It doesn't go away. <laughs> Oh, and wow. she sends me that text while I'm sitting there and I'm literally, I'm crying, laughing, but I'm having to muffle the laughter so that, cause I'm sitting right there next to the teacher, like the teacher is like standing right next to me and I, there are tears coming out of my eyes. I'm like, I'm, I'm being the horrible student that I wasn't in high school <laughs> sitting there. You're just making up for lost time yeah. through your, through your daughter, sort of. Sort of. Yeah. So that was last night. But 
you went though, I think I always go back to like my parents would go to every single parent teacher conference, every single back to school night, all of that, even though the three of us were all like A students, good students, never really an issue because they just wanted to show that like we're aware and we're involved. Like, yeah, they're good kids, but this is kind of why like we come to these. We don't just assume that everything is okay. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even there's been times where, where Lexton has had teachers and I know that the relationship is outstanding and that everything's going really well, but I always stay in touch just because, because I don't want to be the parent who's just totally out of touch, I guess. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Tonight is, uh, Marlo's back to school night. Okay. And I really need to go to that because, you know, this is third grade and they sort of up the game in terms of homework and assignments and projects. And it's a teacher that I don't know. Oh, and I, and by the way, I did keep her, I kept her in the class that she got. I talked to the principal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. And the principals, you know, she talked very, very, very favorably of, of this teacher. So I was like, she's like, she's going to be great for Marlo. And I was like, okay, I trust you. I trust you. <laughs> so it was an intentional placement on her part. I think so. Okay. Well, that's encouraging. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're back full throttle right into it. Yep. <laughs> Does he have half days on Fridays or is that just a Utah thing? Like all Fridays? Every Friday is a half day. The whole year? Yeah. Holy shit. No. Yeah. I would have loved that when I was in school, but no, he definitely does not. That's crazy. Marlo brought home, they give a magnet that has the the entire calendar of the year that you can put on your refrigerator. And so I I took the magnet and I went into my Google calendar to mark all the days that they don't have to go to school or the half days or whatever. And we talked about this. Good God, just the random days that they don't have school. Just random. Just oh, a yeah. random Friday or a random Monday. And it's like, what do they expect people to do on those days? Well, and the, the hard ones, though, are the ones where, like, he gets the Friday before Labor Day off. Yeah. Which, okay, fine. You want to give them a long, like, an extra long holiday weekend. But that's the day that I'm fucking scrambling to get shit done because I'm not working on Monday. Yes. Because he's home. So then it's further like compounded into Thursday. Yes. And I'm days off, like it's fine. But I feel like I was actually just talking to my sister about this from like the start of school until December. They have so many damn days off. Yeah. It's like the actual full week school year doesn't really start until after the new year. You no, know, I texted you. I think it was, I think it was a Saturday. I, I texted you in all caps. My children are bored and I'm going to murder them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they'd been home since Wednesday and uh, they were in the house all day Thursday and all day Friday. And it is impossible to work with them in the house. It just is. It's impossible. Yep. There's there's just something always going on that needs like there's just it's just impossible to get anything done with them in the house. And I, I meant to text you then, like, dear God, dear God, how do you do this ever? It's rough. But I think, though, at the end of summer, it's even worse. Because you texted me that on on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And actually, Lexton wasn't with me. He was with, he was with his mom. But then he was with me Monday and Tuesday, the two days before his first day of school. He was so damn bored that it was making him, like, incredibly grouchy the entire day. Mm-hmm. To the point where I was even suggesting, like, how about I stop working and we go do this? Like, something to do for a little while. No, I don't know. Two days, like, back to back. 
Then he goes to his first day of school and comes home and he's like, ah, tomorrow I just, just want to hang out at home with you. <laughs> it's like, dude, you had two days of that and you hated it because I have to work. I can't hang out. You don't remember how miserable you were because it was miserable for me <laughs> the entire time. It was shitty for me, kid. <laughs> I mean, I think it's like summer's done and they know that summer is done. So there's really no sense in making these grand summer plans. So instead of doing anything, they do nothing. Like they, they, they just shut down. Yeah. And it's it's unbearable. Monday and Tuesday were so hard. Oh my yeah. god. I think at one point so I had a whole bunch of girls over that was another thing that I was like, why did I do this to myself? There were six girls in my house from Friday night through Saturday afternoon. All Lita's age or where was he? Lita's age and then uh, no, the five five girls. So two Lita's age, one in the middle, and then two two Marlon and another friend. And okay. they had reached a point in the middle of the day where they were all bored, and I couldn't take the noise of the boredom. So <sighs> I walked into the room and I was like, "We have a, a an Amazon Fire that has been jailbreaked. You can watch anything that has ever. You can watch any show that has ever existed. Any show." any movie that has ever existed you hold in your hand a phone on which you can listen to any song that has ever been written you have every single toy known to man there was a fucking dog over there that you could snuggle with shut up <laughs> yep i was done and i said if somebody wants to come help me fold laundry that's something to do but when they get into that mindset it doesn't matter what you suggest. They will not do it. They, t they totally fought over what they were going to watch. And I finally walked over and I said, give it to me. <laughs> I just found something random on Netflix and I pressed play and I said, you're watching this. Stop arguing. And they watched it. <laughs> it's like somebody needs to be their decision maker. Almost like, oh, I don't want to have to make the decision. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. If I don't have to listen to you being bored. That honestly could be part of it. It's like they're so bored that they have just become incapable. Mm -hmm. Like there are things they want to do and will do. They just have to be made to do them because they can't, they can't make the decision. Yeah. But then it takes so much effort to actually find that thing and get it set up. It's just, I, the, the two days that, that he was just absolutely bored to death were so unproductive. Like at the end of the day, I'm like, why did I try? Why did I sit there and actually use that energy to try and get things done when I couldn't anyway? Like you put all this energy into it and you accomplished nothing. Right. <laughs> or you half accomplished like two things that you needed to finish and they're still late and they suck. So you're going to have to spend more time the next day anyway. Yeah. So it was awesome. It was awesome. It's awesome. Good times. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, really good to have my kids back. Really, really, really good. It did provide a stark... The, the stark relief of, of what my time alone was with, you know, it was good. The time I had alone was amazing. And, but, you know, it's really good to have them here and to have the purpose and to have the structure back. Yeah. The routine is nice. I mean, as, as chaotic as it is, and even though the, the start has been a little bumpy on my end, the routine is awesome. Yeah. I forget how much I value that just from the standpoint of work alone. Right. Especially for me with, with him home all summer, it's such a unique juggle that at least during the, the school year, even though I have limited hours, they're the same every single you know, day. You know that you're going to have the time. Yeah. Except for the 37 holidays they have. That was the frustration that I had, like, you know, on Monday. It was like, I can't get anything done. I can't get anything done if I'm in the car all day long. 
and it's such a privileged problem to have because if if I were working three jobs, like I would have to somehow arrange for that transportation. And the mathematics of that is just exhausting to think about. It's just exhausting to, th- to even think about it. And it takes, I mean, not only in those situations are you having to juggle the multiple jobs or time in the office or whatever, but then it's the energy to figure out how to orchestrate that from a distance. Right. And you know that at least a couple times a year, something goes wrong and it's, you know, 3.30 and you're having to scramble and figure shit out so that your kid can get home or whatever. (sighs) And it's like that looming, that looming fear. There is this playground at Marlowe's school where the first graders line up to go inside. It's, it's the kindergarten playground. And so every morning before school, all the kindergartners and first graders and second graders are kind of just hanging out and playing soccer and the parents are talking. And, and this year there's a whole bunch of new parents because their kids are starting, like, I guess they're, they finally have a kid in, in kindergarten. So there's all these new faces on the playground and Marlo and I usually just walk right through and go right into the to the to the school and I'm just looking around at all these bright young happy faces and I want to go oh my god life is going to kick you so hard in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Kindergarten was easy. Wait. Wait until fourth grade projects hit you. Wait until second grade math. <laughs> yeah, and then then there's those parents too and I mean now that now that Lexton is older, I don't see them. But I remember when he was in, you know, third, fourth, and fifth grade, there were kids in his class that were like the youngest of five. Yeah. And those parents don't give a shit. <laughs> like, they have been through it all. They know all the teachers. They know all the bullshit. Like, they don't show up to back to school night. They don't show up to the parent teacher conference. They're like, that kid raised himself. <laughs> right. Right. Like, we got this. It's fine. We don't need anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's those two extremes where then there's the other like first kid and they're all excited and it's great. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's always been weird for me to be at my age because most of the parents that have 13 year olds are older than me. Oh yeah. I I know. I know. <laughs> and that is what is so bizarre. So that all the, like the people my age, their kids are going into kindergarten. Yeah. That's, that's where they're at. You know, so that it's always weird to kind of be that like that floater. That is, I noticed that thing where I'm talking to people and they're like, you have a 13 year old. I'm like, yeah, I'm old enough to have a 13 year old. Yeah, I know. I know. That's how old I am. That's how old I am. I have a 13 year old. I've had that conversation a few times in the past week. Like, holy shit, she's 13. I'm like, yeah, that's how old I am. I like to wait. I think I've said this, but I like to wait for people to kind of do the math with me. <laughs> where they start to kind of calculate it. They're like, wait, he's 13. How Are you the... Mormon? <laughs> really? Depending on the person, sometimes I'll, I'll, you know, throw in some additional information or I'll just let them stew on it and see if they're actually going to question it, if they're going to be those kind of people or if they're just going to let it be. Because it would make you 19? Uh, yeah, let's see when he was, yes, yep. 19. Nine, almost, almost twenty. In Vietnam, when he was born. He was nineteen. That's right. <laughs> you, are yeah. you even old enough to get that reference? <laughs> the the Vietnam reference? Yes. No. You you didn't get that reference just now. <laughs> no. What is it from? You don't know that song. 
In no. Vietnam, he was 19. 19. You don't know that song? No. Okay. Oh, we're gonna... do, I need to, do I need to look this up now? Yeah, I mean... yeah you need to look it up. We'll, we'll post the video when, when this goes live. You don't know that song? No, who sings it? Oh, I forgot who sings it. Oh, here we go. Let's see. Paul Hardcastle. <laughs> You're not even How old. How old is this song? It's old. It's from the 80s. Oh, my God. Like, 85? Or, I was yeah. born in 84. You were born in 84. Yeah, oh, so my they're... God. That's yep. amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, he released he released a song in 84 and 80 and then two in 85. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely don't know that one. You should listen to it when, once, we, once we get off. Is it awesome? Oh, yeah, it was a staple in, in 84. I think it was one of the major hits of the year. But, yeah, you would have been 19. Yeah. Perfectly Mormon. Perfectly Mormon. You're blonde. Did you have blue eyes, too? I do. Perfectly Mormon. Perfectly elder bray oh god <laughs> it's our mormon it's our mormon moment of the of the podcast elder bray i don't think i could ever own that elder bray most people don't question like most people they just look and you can see that they really want to <gasps> as they try to compute but most people don't it, it does make though all of like the school functions which are less common now that that lexton is older but it makes them really weird because I, I feel so out of place. I feel like there's everyone who's like mid-40s mm-hmm. and they're all middle managers somewhere. I don't really know how to connect because I'm like 15 years younger, which is not an issue. But I feel like it's there's just this, there's a big enough gap that makes it hard. Especially when they have multiple kids. Yes. Like the, the ones with the five and it's the youngest and they don't have time for this. Do you have a back to school night for him? We do, yeah. I don't think they've announced it. It's usually during the third week, third or fourth, because the first three weeks are not full. There's a three-day week, a four-day week, a four-day week, and then a five-day week, which is ridiculous. I know. God. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Does Heather go to the back to school night with you? I'm trying to remember. Yes, I think in seventh grade, I, well, we met there. I mean, we'll meet at the school and we sat together. In sixth grade, Robert also came. Um, so we didn't sit together. But I don't know why he didn't come for seventh. So it's always a, it's always a good time. Really exciting. That was, yeah, seeing, seeing a whole bunch of couples last night was interesting for me. I was like, oh, that's a thing. That's a, that's a thing. Yeah, it's, it is strange. <laughs> That's right. People are married. That's right. No. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> well, it's it's really weird. And it had, it definitely happened in sixth and it happened a little bit in seventh. I don't know if it'll happen now, but the people that 
you know only really through school, like through your kids, that you don't see much outside of school. So then we go to these things together and they talk to us like we're together because that's how that appears until a question will come up here or there and it becomes very clear to them that we're not anymore. Mm -hmm. And then it's like this awkward where they don't really know how to continue. And then you have to explain it just all the time. It's like, well, I've been through this so many times now. Can we just let it be? <sighs> but you can't because it is forever. So you have to continuously explain it. Mm -hmm. And then get the pity eyes from the married couples. <laughs> they were like, were you 13 when you had that kid? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yep. I, I have reminded myself, you know, piano has not started yet. Homework hasn't started yet. I'm not compartmentalizing that. <laughs> I'm just like making sure that I am fully aware going into the next few weeks that the peacefulness that we felt, the relative peacefulness of the last few days, the, the pressure will build. I know this. Oh, yeah. I mean, the first the first couple of weeks are never really, you know, reentry is always hard, but you don't ever really get hit until you're a few weeks in, which I was trying to explain to Lexton that that changes every year. Like next year is high school. You're going to get homework on the first day. Like you, you will. Maybe not in every class, but by the time you're in 11th and 12th, you'll get it in every single class. Mm -hmm. That's how it works, you know. And he, he's like, no, the first day we're going to do this, and the second day, and he's like, we're not going to really do anything. No, 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 that's going to change. And it, uh, he actually got homework on his first day. Oh, he did in one class. Yeah, they did like a science lab or something, and he had to graph i don't remember what it was i mean it was like five minutes it wasn't anything big but yeah five minutes of homework and 10 minutes of complaining that they got homework ah so it was a 15 minute assignment <laughs> last night was worth it because i got to meet her honors math teacher who i just adore because she was like listen i've done the research i've read the studies there is no evidence that homework does anything for children. So I don't give honors homework to your children. And I know that some of your the honors parents, parents of kids who are in honors math are question me on this. But she's like, you know, if I'm willing to have a conversation with you to try to make you feel better about it, but I am not sending homework home with your children. And she's like, if your kid knows how to do the P Pythagorean theorem, going home and doing it 30 times serves no purpose. If your kid right. doesn't know how to do the Pythagorean theorem and goes home and does it wrong 30 times, then I have to undo that. Homework serves no purpose. And I was just like, oh my God, amazing. <laughs> You're amazing. Well, and I totally agree. Mm -hmm. I think the problem is there's teachers out there that rely on homework to do the teaching. Like it's your responsibility to work with your kid to get these concepts. Yes. If you're teaching effectively in class, you don't really need homework. Right. And that was something that I kind of committed to with Lexton this year, you know, with the exception of, you know, if, if he's forgetting things that are leading to some sort of homework backlog, we're going to put a time cap on it and we're going to get through as much as we can. And that's going to be it. Cause I'm not going to spend, you know, two hours doing homework in eighth grade. No, it's not fair to, to him. I don't think to come home and have two hours worth of homework after eight hours in school. It just doesn't make sense. It's exhausting. And then they have no time to do anything else. Right. Or they do, they have to fit in other things. And then they're exhausted from that for the next day, which just sets up this snowball effect throughout the week. You know, Lita may be doing what I did 
well, I, she, she, she's really good about taking care of her homework herself. Do you have to help Lexton with his? No, in sixth grade, I did quite a bit, but yeah. last year was a lot better. It was only like the occasional, I'm stuck on this problem right. thing, but otherwise it was pretty independent. So in high school, I had early morning seminary for, I think we talked about this. I had to go to somebody's house every morning. I had to be there like at 545 because it started at six and then we'd go until like 645 and then had to rush to school that started at 715. So I had that in the morning and then I had either chorus or volleyball at the end of the day, which would take me up to about about six o'clock before I would get home. So what I got really good at doing is doing homework in the period before it's due. (laughs) Okay. Procrastination is what it was. What was the study? I think it was a study of of people who are smart. (laughs) Something like that, where they postpone. No, it wasn't. No, sorry. It was a guy who was misdiagnosing me when I was had postpartum depression. He told me that it was ADD because my ability to do homework the period before it was due was a clear indicator that I had ADD. So during what? my postpartum depression, d- depression he um he gave me Adderall. That doesn't make any sense. No, no. Um, I mean, isn't like the fact that you're able to essentially hyper focus period before it's due is kind of the I don't know right. a lot about. Well, he was but, saying that it's not. It doesn't seem intuitive to think that way, but I was clearly depressed. It wasn't ADD. I was clearly depressed. And then he gives me a fucking stimulant and my anxiety was already through the roof. And he gave me a fucking extended release stimulant. Oh my God. (laughs) Which the first time I took it, I really did have the thought, this cannot be legal, what I'm feeling. This is not a legal feeling. And then I couldn't sleep. At all. I mean, I already couldn't sleep. Like insomnia was my problem. And I remember like oh, two weeks after taking it, I was like, this, this is, no, I can't do this anymore. This is going to, this, this will kill me. I think, but she, the point being that I think she's probably getting good at doing that, being efficient at that. She really is taking after me just in terms of staying on top of her stuff, you know, because my, my mom never had to help me with my homework. I was always on top of that stuff. And I think I was too. I mean, I think it was the same thing. If there was something I was stuck on, like I, I, I could turn to my parents and they would help. Yeah. But I was always very independent. And I think what I'm seeing with Lexton is, is again, kind of part of the maturity side of things where last year he became a lot more independent and he had a study hall period where he would actually like, it was like something flipped in his head and halfway through the year, he started actually using it mm-hmm. wisely. But what I what I realized is that his version of finishing his homework was not quite the same as mine. <laughs> so things were done, but they were like, they were pretty half-assed when they could be. But he was actually spending time on them. So they weren't perfect, but it was like a total 180 from how it had been. So I'm hoping that this year is like another step in that direction. Maybe not perfect, but you're still going to use that time wisely because and he, I asked him about it and I said, why are you, why are you finally doing homework in study hall? Like you, you have never done that. And he's like, it was like this mind blown moment. He's like, I realized that if I do it at school, I don't have to do it at home. <laughs> yeah, I, mm-hmm, that's, that's how that works. So I think we're going to get there, but I think he's just like. I, I think it's honestly the maturity thing. Yeah. It's not the ability. It's just hasn't quite made that connection. Well, I remember this, what's so interesting is, you know, you just don't know. 
in it was fifth grade math that Lita had some trouble with. We hired at the time my assistant's boyfriend. He's studying metallurgy. You know what that is, right? He's st- metallurgy. Like, yeah, I think he's getting it like a a master's in metallurgy, the, the study of metals up up at the University of Utah, and is a, a math whiz. And he would come okay. every other day to help Lita and help her with some concepts. And this is fifth grade, and I remember thinking, "Oh my gosh, is 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 math going to be like a stumbling block this whole time?" And she had honors math last year and aced it. Like she had, it was amazing. So she worked with him in fifth grade fifth and grade. sixth. They're just just fifth. fifth. Okay. And so Marlo, like t- toward the end of last the last school year, I, I was talking with my mom about solutions for making just so that I, I don't get to the dark place that I did last year with the um, relentlessness of their schedules. Is like, what do we do about Marlo and math? Because well, last year she just like, she was just she had a really really hard time, and so I may need to get her like into some tutoring courses for it um there are there's a place i think called mathnasium oh we have those yeah okay but all of this is stuff that i like i have to figure all of this stuff out there there's a dance class that lita wants to get into they need to go see the or go get an orthodontic um con- consultation um blah 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 <laughs> oh yeah i mean i re- i think we talked about this already because I think it was probably fifth, maybe it was sixth, that Lexton really started to stumble in math. And it was just last year that I got him a tutor. Okay. And it made a world of difference. Right. I think he's going to be with her this year again. And then I think it will be okay. Because what I started to realize last year is that he probably could have benefited a year earlier. Mm-hmm. And then just needed the one year to kind of build that foundation that he didn't have. Right. But oh my God, it helps so much to the point where he actually wanted to go to the tutor. Yeah. For math, which is like, he hates math. <laughs> but it was a snowball. Like he'd want to go to the tutor because she was, she made things interesting. And then he would get an A on a math test, which he never, never had gotten. And that felt really good. And then he'd go back to the tutor and that was still interesting. And then he'd get another A and it was, it was awesome. So I think, I mean, knowing kind of where he had to start with a tutor and build up to, I think the earlier you can get her with one, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's the foundational pieces. And without those, it just makes everything else really hard to grasp. Yeah. I, I want to nip this in the bud with her because it's causing some emotional stress for her that I, she doesn't need to, to go through, you know? Yeah. We brought, we already have the piano stress <laughs> that she goes through. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. probably don't need to, to push that. Yeah. And I think too, it's the, it's the stress, but it's like the, it can spiral into this. I'm no good at math because I'm stupid because I'm not good at anything. And then it like, exactly. Then it hits like, well, that's probably why I suck at piano because I'm not good at these other things and I'm terrible. Oh, yeah. And that's a really hard hole to dig yourself out of, I think. So I, um, broke out my guitar I'm going to go ahead and admit this, that I rented the guitar in 1996 from- you rented it in 96? I rented it in 96 and forgot to give it back. <laughs> and they oh never, my gosh. And they never came asking for it. <laughs> so it's just been sitting around? Yeah. It, uh, one of the, or two of the strings broke. 
a, a few years ago. It's just been sitting around. All right, I took like um, I took some lessons for about six weeks, learned a few chords, that sort of thing. But I've kept it just in case my kids ever wanted to pick it up. And a friend came over and fixed the strings. And he's a really, really, really good guitar player. Was playing some songs, and he's just like, "Won't you, won't you try it?" And he goes to hand me the guitar, and the dread that came over me of <laughs> I'm going to suck at this. You you were amazing. What you just played was amazing. I'm going to suck at this so badly. I don't even want to touch that fucking guitar. Like the dread was palpable. My instinct was to run and flee. And um and I it was a it was a really good insight into Marlo who listens to her sister play piano. Lita is amazing, but she's been playing for seven years. So she listens to her sister. And then when she goes to sit at that piano, she's experiencing the exact same dread that I just did, which is, I'm going to suck at this. I'm not going to be that good. No, I don't want to do this. Except that I do, but I don't. And she wants to do it, but she wants to play like Lita. Yeah, she just wants, she wants to be really, really, really good without having to practice. Like everybody. Yeah. And it it gave it, re- it reminded me very very strongly of what she goes through every time she sits down at the piano, and so I'm going to be much more mindful of that because she does she begs me through tears. Please don't take this away from me. I I want to play, and I was just like, well, we have to figure this out somehow, you know. So I have a a wonderful 16 year old who comes over and helps once a week. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how long it lasts. How long has that been happening? Um, She started coming, um, I think, back in March. Oh, okay. But So Marlo has to play a concerto this year. She's old enough now that she... she, It's called Concerto Federation, where they go and they play uh, a piece, a duet with their teacher in front of judges. Oh, wow. Marlo learned the entire song and memorized it before she left for New York. And ever since she's been back, she's been kind of playing at it at the keys. But apparently when she's with her teacher and she's playing it with her teacher, it gets a little frustrating because she has to concentrate on staying with the teacher. Uh, right. Yeah. I, I don't, my mom is, my mom is like, are we going to survive this? <laughs> I was like, are we? I know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, mom. <laughs> Oh man. I mean, it's good though that it's, I mean, it doesn't make it seem any easier in the moment, but it's good that she legitimately wants to do it. Yeah. It's just the frustration over not being good enough, which is something that I think absolutely anyone who tries anything new immediately feels like I suck at this. I wish I was better, but I think some people are just better at saying, well, I will be Mm -hmm. eventually. Lita messes up all the time and just plays through it. And then, you know, yeah. She gets frustrated a little bit, but not not anything like Marlo. She because she understands, oh, I need to do this again and again and again to get it right. Yeah. And I admire that trait and quality in her cuz for me, I have a like I want to be good. I want to be good at something and I will do it until I am, am good, but that initial that initial dread in me is super strong. Oh yeah. Like fight or flight, like flight. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, or or fight to the death. Like if I decide I'm going to be good at something, I will. 
but it's an ugly process. Mm-hmm. So yeah, totally feel for her on that one. Did she, but okay. So to go back to the guitar that you creatively stole. Yes. <laughs> you did not play it. I, did, did she pick it up or did Lee, like have either of them shown any interest? They have, in, they have. They've okay. actually picked it up a few times and I know, like I know how to play a C and an A and a G and a, and I showed them how to do it. And I mean, have you ever played the guitar? Um, no, <laughs> I've tried, I have tried and quit multiple times. It's hard. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's physically hard. It's physically like your fingers. When you, if you, if, when you start to learn how to play chords, the tips of your fingers are screaming at you. Like it's a, it, it physically hurts your body. But I think piano has a similar aspect to that. Just the stretch of the fingers. Yeah. And figuring out which one of your fingers is supposed to push down on the key so that you're not stretching minimally, but you're still, it's still fucking awful. Leah's hands are as big as mine. That's why she's so good. Ah, Yeah. Her span is incredible. Yeah, that would help. Yeah, they were trying to play the guitar and like it was was hurting their fingers. And I was like, yeah, people who actually play guitar, they they have built-in calluses on their fingers and it doesn't hurt them anymore. But when I played it the other, like, I guess it was like two or three weeks ago when I was strumming and... I was learning the the I was learning this Radiohead song, and like afterward, my hand was just throbbing with pain. <laughs> it's like, how do these people do this on stage all night long? Yeah, I think it's just they get through that yeah. phase of pain for so long that eventually it either hurts and they don't realize it, or it just stops hurting. It is. I mean, it's the calluses. Like after a while, you don't feel it, mm-hmm. but it looks so effortless. I know, and it's not. <laughs> it's so hard. That I think is the worst part. And maybe that's like even from Marlo's perspective. Like when you look at someone doing something that you know is not easy and it looks so damn easy. Yeah. That is what is frustrating. If I could look and see like that person is awesome on the guitar, but they're really trying. Then I would I would probably be able to handle it. But when you look and it looks like they could be asleep and doing the same thing. Well, th- well I know. Oh, no, the guy that I took lessons from taught himself how to play. And he, a masterful guitar player, and he had he just picked up a guitar and taught himself how to do it. Yep. That that is infuriating to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I have, I have friends who've done that with guitar and piano. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? Especially the ones that can't read music. That's the way their like they brain can't is actually built. read it. They just do it yeah. by ear. Ugh. Yeah. Fuck yeah, all those people, man. Those people. <laughs> that's, that's what Marlo's thinking. Fuck this, man. Fuck her. Fuck that. Yep. <laughs> Don't make and me... And you can't really blame her. No. This was the expletive episode, wasn't it? It totally was. Which, you know what? It was also about the start of school, so I think that makes sense. I think we're allowed. We yeah. were braced for it. We were ready, but, you know. It sucks. And we're not even the one who have to. We aren't even the ones that have to go. No. No. Well, I was sitting in there in, in the science class last night, and I was just like, "Oh, I remember this. I'm so glad I don't ever have to do it again." Ugh. I think that's yep. what would suck about being a middle school teacher. Is like, oh my gosh, I'm reliving this. <laughs> oh, yeah. By choice. Yeah. I went to more school so that I could relive these years. <laughs> I hope we have not jinxed the next few weeks by you know like we did last year no i think last year we were we were in a much like 
more happy-go-lucky place right now. Like, mm-hmm. It's going to be great, but we know it's not yeah. right now. Like, it started reasonably well, and it's just going to get harder. But we're ready. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I know. Famous last words. Yes. Yeah. Very famous last words. Yep. It'll be okay. We're going to be fine. Everything is fine. We fine. We are. And if your kids have started, or maybe you're in one of those districts that started like three weeks ago, and you already are in the middle of the shitstorm, we would we would love to hear how you're surviving, or not surviving, for that matter. So as always, you can email us at stories at manicramblings.com, or you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at manicramblings. And until next time, if it, what did you say? If you're going in with a shitty attitude, it's gonna it's gonna be a shitty day. Is that what you yes, said? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, those, those are wise words. Wise words from Mr. John Ray. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.